very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. Welcome to the Bogey Society podcast. This week we have episode 11, just me and Nick on it this week. Shout out Connor Dingwall, our uh, producer slash editor. Nick, how you feeling, buddy? Good, man. Good, man. It was a hell of a weekend for some golf. Three big tournaments on with the LPGA and uh, European Tour and the PGA. So we got a, a lot to discuss this week on the pod. So quite the weekend. So I was... Uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was very good. Um, I spent a lot of it sleeping, needed to recharge the old batteries, got to watch the Conor McGregor fight. That was uh, disappointing. I did not watch, but I heard TKO in round two, right? Yeah, yeah. Conor McGregor was coming out flying in the first uh, first round. It looked like he was going to dominate the fight. And then all of a sudden, Poirier just started unleashing on him. He got him caught in the corner and just hit him a few times real clean and knocked Conor right on his ass so definitely gonna watch connor fight jake paul if and when that happens yeah i I would love to see it happen but i i don't don't know if connor mcgregor is gonna stoop that low to go i thought they could like set it up and shit already no Uh, i don't think so i think jake paul just was bsing and talking shit for the internet right trying to get them clicks boy trying to get them clicks but yeah i mean it was a good weekend would uh would you have on tap for you this weekend um well i had my lesson today as oh, we yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about a little mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. um aside from that man i didn't i really had a pretty chill weekend at home i just kind of hung around i i made a barbecue pork shoulder Ooh. uh so that smack we did a little dry rub on it and then nice. roasted it for a while then threw some sauce on let the sauce caramelize Ooh. Nice carolina barbecue sauce nice and tangy damn boy and then we made some uh, homemade mac and cheese in the cast oh. iron skillet to go. For we the were stuff. out here. Chef Boyardee over here, man. We, we whipped it up. It was pretty delicious. Lately, I find myself on the weekends. I'm so bored in the winter here. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, what large piece of meat can I roast in my Dutch oven <laughs> until it falls apart? And we, so we've just been doing a lot of cooking we made some homemade pasta sauce homemade meatballs all all that good stuff so wow you are turning in quite the little chef over there man yes sir we're get, we're trying to get on some crazy shit out here man yeah so, see that so i we have golf to talk now yes we do have some golf to talk so we'll start off in the pga at the american express so yo kim with a huge win this weekend hold on hold on i'm hold so on. terrible with their Did goddamn names bro yeah. See you, Kim. Okay, cool. We're going to go ahead right now. We're going to jump on it. We're going to be talking about Tyrrell Hatton. It is not fucking Handel or whatever the fuck you were saying in the intro. It's Tyrrell Hatton. Hatton, whatever. It's okay. I'm just jumping. It's funny. I'm jumping out in front of it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to take it on the chin whenever it comes because I'm just horrible with names. I know faces. 
I know faces very well, but just not a names guy. That's just not my repertoire. You could, I could meet somebody so many times and they're like, Oh, Hey Nick, like what's up? And I'm like, Oh buddy. Uh, how's it going guy? Like, I just don't remember people's names to save my life. Um, you know, it's something that I struggle with and, uh, you know, I'm trying to, trying to change that. But at this point, you know, just, just got to roll with the punches. Um, so yeah so it was it was quite the tournament they had a really cool hole on 17 and island uh island par three that they were hitting pitching wedge off of and it was uh it was really sick um he made a massive massive 25 put uh, a foot putt on 17 to get him to 22 or 23 under and nice. that kind of sealed the deal for him cantley was on a mission to try and win the tournament today he shot 11 under and that's just wasn't wasn't quite enough. He was on the practice range, uh, getting warmed up to see if he was going to get in the playoff. But like I said, making that huge putt on seventeen, you yeah. know, sealed the win for him. So, man, can't can't lay shot a seventy one on two on a Friday. If only he could have just had that one number a little bit higher. Because mm-hmm. I like Patrick Cantley. Honestly, he has a dope yeah. backstory, and like with his injuries and all that, and his friend and stuff. And also another good name up on that leaderboard we were talking about was Michael Thompson, who was mm-hmm. that guy who got his second win earlier that uh, in 2020 at the 3M, and he hadn't won for I don't know how many fucking years. It was like 2,700 days or something. It said however many years that is. I guess that's like nine years probably or eight or something. Big math guy over there. So yeah, maybe more than that. I might be wrong. Somebody might be really mad when they hear that. But anyway, shout out to him. Good to see him playing well. Yeah. And shout out to Chicago area guy Doug Gim, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. up there in T five. So yeah, it was uh, Tony Finau was up there again, but once again couldn't close out on Sunday. You know his typical his typical BS. Yes, so. Golfer that can't win a golf tournament. Yeah, he like, there every week, weekend week out. He's right there. He worked his way into the final grouping and just shit the bed once again. Just, what is it, man? Why why can't he do it? I, I don't know, man. It's at this point, you just got to think it's the pressure of the moment. Like he's just have such a, like a monkey on his back and it's just like bad thoughts. I I don't know. It's, it's crazy that he, like I said, is week in and week out in the top five and just can't pull the trigger on getting a W it's, it's really crazy. Um, I want to see it, man. I want to see it. You know what? He is actually one of the people who won that Puerto Rico Open. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that his only win? Uh, I believe it was his last win. Or he's won it twice. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, he is the emblem of that. Yeah, both of his professional wins, I believe, are at the uh, Puerto Rico Open. And that is just, that's just really unfortunate. Uh, no, it says only one win. One win. Where's his yeah. other professional win? Oh, at a web dot. I don't know. Anyways, Tony Finau, the best golfer that never wins a damn tournament, and he's stuck with that Puerto Rico course. Victor Hoblin, the only one that's been able to break it. Yep. It's crazy. It is crazy. Do you want to like, talk about the, uh, Cant- the Cantley story with his friend real quick? Because I don't know if a lot of people really know about all that. Uh, yeah, I do. Hold on. Um, okay, so yeah, um, Patrick Cantley, his buddy and caddy, uh, Chris Roth, was hit in a hit and run. Mm-hmm. And uh patrick cantley watched it happen which is pretty disturbing um and he passed away he was only 24 years old wow and i I guess uh patrick cantley said the eulogy so that's great they were they were good buddies it sounds like so i'm 
that would be a harrowing thing to see, man. And to see him making it to such heights through yeah. such a low point is what a strong individual, honestly. Oh, sure. Um, he's definitely talked about it on podcasts, um, saying how difficult that was for him to kind of overcome. And it was definitely a huge dark spot for him in his life. And to see him kind of be up in the top of the leaderboards frequently in these tournaments is pretty inspiring. You know, I think he's he's an incredible golfer, so he's going to win a bunch of tournaments on tour. It's just and don't forget just a few years like before all this stuff happened he had a fracture in one of his vertebrae mm-hmm. and that i mean that's a cra- of that's a serious injury right there for right? sure so props to him props to him honestly Huge. yeah so uh back to that but uh kim is his third win on tour he's been absolutely on fire for the last couple months seems like he's he's uh, really found his game, um, and I don't expect him to be slowing down in the slightest here anytime soon. He's been absolutely crushing the golf ball. Um, he did have a funny uh, moment on Saturday. He uh, he had an errant tee shot, and it landed in a bunker, and um, his caddy was kind of trying to tell him, hey, like, just get it back in the fairway, um, you know, whatever, and we'll, we'll take the licking. And uh, he chose to hit hybrid out of the sand and uh, just pulled it and straight put it back into the water. So he took a, uh, a nice L on that hole, but still recovered from that and ended up winning the tournament. So it didn't really affect him too much. But it is always funny to watch uh, the golfer kind of like take charge and be like, no, I'm going to hit this shot. And then it blow up in their face and the caddy's just sitting there like, told you so. <laughs> yeah, dude. And honestly, like, it looks like he's a pretty good scrambler. Yeah. He's 12th in scrambling, but I'm looking at some of his other stats and they're not really that great. His driving distance, he's like in the eighties on tour. He's not too high for approaching the green, but he's 12th in scrambling 68% uh, percent of scrambles, 50% of sand saves. That's not great. Mm-mm. That is not great at all. And it looks like he's a pretty average putter. So. Hey, sometimes they just have a good weekend and get it done golf course a lot do you feel like it played to that strength of like hit scrambling and stuff i just know that the, a lot of people on that 17 were double bogeying that hole from putting it in the water or whatever um and missing putts i don't know it, it, it was a kind of a weird course a lot aside from today uh i mean i watched a little bit like saturday and uh i didn't really catch anything on friday but i, I watched saturday and a little bit of sunday and um yeah i mean the course was cool like i like the setup of it um but um, you know, when the players are all shooting 20 under, I mean, obviously they're lighting up the golf course. Um, yeah. so, yeah. um, but it, it was a cool course. Um, I, I want to watch more golf. Like, man, I need to start cutting it on while I'm cooking and stuff. I haven't been super on it this season. Yeah, bro. You're on a golf podcast. Gotta be watching golf dog. Well, <laughs> we talk about the golf stuff. Um, so lives, Nick, the people uh, here. We got to be the personality that they listen in their car and they're like, this is our buddy, right? Yeah. That we're listening to. Talk. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we're friends, guys. We're your friends. Just here to talk golf. Yeah. Email us. No one emails us. Email us at bogey society golf 2020 at Gmail. Any yeah. questions, any comments, any whatever the hell you want to say, email it. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll read it on here. Yeah. Hit us up in our DMs on uh, on Instagram. That's the best way to connect with us. We uh we respond pretty frequently okay, to everyone. Yeah, that works. Um but yeah, so let's move on to the European tour. 
Um, they're out, uh, they're out in Abu Dhabi, and um, Rory was playing very well. Uh, he finishes a T three, and then uh, if you would like to say his name, because obviously I'm going to mess up the name again with the winner. Yeah, he he took took home the nice dub. Um, they had a, a, a funny um, video that the European tour uh, put out this week, um, an anger management video with him kind of starring in it because um, he's kind of a hothead on tour, snapping and throwing clubs all the time. So uh, if you want to go check out that video, it's on the European uh, tours uh, um, Instagram. It's really funny. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool to see him get the dub this week after watching that video. Um Rory was really striking the ball this week, and I was kind of surprised he didn't end up taking it home. But it was that was a cool tournament to watch too. And Fleetwood was up there. Um, the leaderboard was pretty stacked. So, but that uh, the purse for that tournament's like six million dollars. So, dude, you just always gotta be feeling like Rory. God, I just don't understand how Rory doesn't win more either. He, he's yeah. just so pure, man, and he just doesn't. Just chipping and putting, bro. The chipping and putting, and it's correct. Oh my God. It's crazy because to be in third, he's still making like tons of putts and hitting some great. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And- it's just those few errant ones that don't get him close to holes where those are birdies or par shots that mess him up. And it's just like, if you could get those few errant shots out of the way, I think he, what, didn't he shoot like a 70 or something this weekend too? So like. He got you know, far today. Yeah, so you just you can't have those kind of rounds if you're trying to win a tournament. If you're winning a tournament, every everybody's in the 60s all weekend. So like you can't. He shot 72 on Friday and today. Yeah, so you just can't you can't win tournaments that way. Dude, it's crazy looking at this European Tour leaderboard because I do not know who the majority of these people. Are. You no. see the names you know, Rafa. Yeah. See fucking. Matt Wallace, Tommy Fleetwood, you see these guys, but then who the hell is Fabrizio Zanotti? <laughs> who, the, who is who is Mans, bro? Yeah, I have no idea. He has a great name. That's uh Christian Bazudenhoot? <laughs> what? Not bro, just what? Like, I just who is that? I he's in he's T12, and like yeah. I've never even heard of him. I it's, guess we don't pay that much attention to the European tour. And it's crazy, like that European tour. Like the the winner was what eight? It uh, was at eighteen under or something like that. And the uh, Tommy Fleetwood finished like T twelve at like plus one. Like that's crazy. Wait, oh shit, no. Oh, I'm sorry. He was like he was minus nine. He was plus one for the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, man. I just I don't. The European tour is like a big tour. And they have some big events, but the the smaller events, it's almost like it's a mini tour. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a stepping ground for you to get over to the PGA. But, I mean. Do you you think, is European considered the same status as a mini tour? It's it's bigger than that, for sure. Right. It's bigger than, like, a corn ferry. But is it considered bigger than, like, the Asian tour? Yeah, for sure. For sure. 100%. Like, When's the last time you saw headlines from the Asian tour? Yeah, right, that was a stupid question. That was stupid. That was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big it's a big circuit, um, and a lot of those guys that do end up winning on on the on those uh, in those tournaments come over and play in the PGA. I mean, yeah, Fleetwood specifically. Um, a lot of them, Fleetwood, yeah. Matt Wallace, Danny right. Bullitt, Sergio, Shit, exactly. Wolfie. So it's kind of like a stepping stone over to the PGA. So. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that tournament was pretty cool. And then uh, we want to talk a little bit about the LPGA too. Um, they kicked off uh, their season this weekend and uh, Jessica Corda. Yes, sir. Yes. Got one, right. We're one for three, uh-huh. one for three, killing uh-huh. it. Um, she on Saturday shot a 60. Um, her scorecard was ridiculous. Um, she started off the day with two birdies and then, uh, parred the rest of the front nine and then, uh, rattled off three birdies in the back, hit a par and then birdied out to shoot a 60. Um, that's just crazy. Um, and then she goes into the rest of the, the rest of the weekend or the final round and, um, gets into a playoff and, uh, she sinks a huge, huge putt. Um, in the first uh, first hole of the playoff and ends up winning uh, winning the tournament. So over Danielle Kang and yep, then over Millie Corda, her, Jessica's sister was right up there. And those are ju- those are the names you want to see up there, you know. For sure. Like, I mean, much love to everybody, but it is fun to see just the Americans duking it out. So oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Access to them. So yeah, I mean, when you see like you look at all the LPGA players you know the americans don't dominate like kind of no, like the, the asian players do all the asians dominate the lpga it's, so it's honestly like it's it's crazy the disparity in the um men's versus women's games i really I, uh for like i feel like the men's game is super dominated by like white dudes and oh for sure 100 percent lpga is not like that and it would PGA Tour has some diversity, but that's not definitely something they could strive for more for sure. But I guess that goes into deeper issues of like accessibility to golf and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, golf obviously isn't as big in other countries as it is here. And you know, when you got guys that are just straight, you know, country club kids, they're gonna come to the top of the the cream of the crop pretty much all the time. So you know, but you do you do get the outliers like um, who we were talking a couple weeks ago about the. Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy with the helicopter swing. Oh yeah, Hosan. Yeah, how he just his family was a bunch of you know fishermen, and then all of a sudden he yeah. was working at a golf course, and then all of a sudden now he's on the PGA tour. Like yeah. you know, so there. I mean, there is you know a little disparity there, but it doesn't happen often. But yeah, that was uh that was a good tournament to watch too. I caught a little bit of that. I watched the highlights of her shooting at sixty. She was absolutely on fire. Um, I mean, you can't get much more on fire than rattling off a sixty in a professional yeah. event. But, um, but yeah, it was it, that was a good tournament to watch too. It was uh, it's quite the weekend. Three big tournaments on, and uh, you know, it was it was good golf. A lot of good golf out there. So let's get into your uh, your lesson here. You had a lesson on Friday. Um, I, oh, a... I was supposed to have the lesson on Friday. Oh, okay. And they emailed me and asked if I could if I was willing to reschedule the Sunday. And mm-hmm. the lovely gentleman that I am, I of course said yes. I'm willing to do that. Right. That's great. Um, so I went today instead, and I had myself just a day off work on Friday. It was a really Ooh. nice day. I relaxed. Didn't do anything. Played a little hooky, eh? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I used one of my days, and they're considered like our PTO is for like sick time, a day off, the appoint, whatever you need it. Like you got to use the, the PTO for it. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. The lesson was great. I, when I got there, I, I made, I sliced my first couple balls, but mm-hmm. like I hit them when I, you know what I mean? So right. I was like, okay at least I didn't fucking like yeah. step in here and duff and chunk. Right. Um, so I hit a couple, I hit a couple of slices. 
So the first thing she's like, you're playing. She said, I'm playing the ball too far forward in my stance. Okay. Moved it, moved it back closer to pretty much like the center. Maybe, yep. maybe like a little bit ahead. And then she had me look at my grip and like, she said that my, my bottom hand. So my right hand, cause I'm a righty was, was kind of underneath the club rather than like on top of it. So she had me kind of like turn my, Oh, a little bit of a stronger grip, huh? Well, this, this, my top hand remained pretty neutral. It was more just like this hand. I kind of had to bring a strong grip, right? It's like your, your top hand is kind of like flat or whatever. This one, I kind of just gripped the club more in like my fingers here. Okay. Um, and then, um, from there, she basically just set me up and she put an alignment stick to show where the ball was in my stance, like to make sure I was keeping it in the center. And then, dude, it's crazy how your brain works because she set the stick up mm-hmm. and then naturally I just opened my left foot like I opened it and then I moved my back foot further to compensate and make it be like the ball was further in my stance still you know like I did it without even thinking about it right I just opened it wider so that was good just to notice about that and then she set up an alignment stick kind of showing like to help me get more of an inside out path okay um she set it up like in front of the ball and kind of pointing to the right a little bit mm-hmm. and she was just saying like think about when you're coming through that you want to be traveling that way and then as you rotate, you release to create the draw or whatever. So I started hitting some like little baby poles, like basically straight, but like with a little pole on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't, re- I wasn't really starting it out right and like slinging it, you know, I was just kind of like pulling it a little. And a couple of them, like I was just hitting like some really crispy fades. Like I hit a couple really nice fades, which I was fine with that. Like, a baby fade that starts left and comes back Gucci. Yeah. It, it wasn't like I wasn't hitting push slices, which was just, it felt very different, man. And it felt really good. So hopefully I can just keep this in mind. It was also on track, man. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember, we discussed the shitty simulator that was reading Nick's ball flight as, Drop. as hooks and poles and shit. Yeah. Well, they also have simulators that have TrackMan software instead of this E6 Golf one. We just got one of the ones with the E6 Golf. Uh, the TrackMan software, a million times better. Really? Eight million times better. And uh-huh. it was just more responsive. The ball flight looked perfect, like exactly what it was. Like I would hit a shank and it would like show it. On that <laughs> other one, it wasn't showing the shanks, you yeah, know? Sure. So that was awesome. And next time I go, we're definitely going to have to get a simulator with that because it was much better. But anyways, I only had a 30 minute lesson, so we didn't get to work on anything except we just worked on a seven iron, mm-hmm. but that's cool. Fundamentals. Yes. The fundamentals. I feel, are the key. I feel great. I sent you my swing. I feel much more confident about it. I know the thing that I noticed is like at the top, instead of like, my the club moving like up and across it it like drops down in that's that swing. It's huge much better looking so hopefully we can keep that shit going man i'm feeling super excited so are you going to get another lesson 
Yes, but probably not like maybe maybe in like a month or something. Right, right. How much so, was was the lesson again? It was sixty five for a half hour. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, and honestly, like I also don't want to get a bunch of lessons when I don't really have time to like, or right. not not time, but I don't have the ability to like practice it as much right now. So for sure. no, that's very fair. A little bit warmer. And I can, it's snowing, it's snowy in Chicago right oh, now. So. We got a nice like two inches today. So that really? was alarming when I woke up. Oh, but, we, we have a weather advisory for tomorrow night for six to nine inches and gusts of wind up to 40 miles an hour. What? Yeah. Damn dog. Um, I don't know if Michigan was going to, if, that, if that's going to trail to us probably is let's see monday evening early overnight total snow accumulations of five to eight inches Damn. isolated higher amounts possible northeast winds gusting as high as 40 so wow. i could yeah. be pushing up to you if it's heading northeast yeah we're gonna get some snow on tuesday looks like we're gonna get another inch so but we're only gonna get like 11 mile an hour winds so you didn't get to play any golf this weekend did you I mean, I went to a simulator this weekend. Oh, so how was your simulator experience? Trash. Um, trash? Trash. Oh, I saw the video. I saw Marcus didn't – dude, it looked like he just absolutely shanked one left, and then it yeah. just read that it was going straight. Well, it started off straight, but then it ended up tailing or whatever. It didn't end up being a good shot. But, um, yeah, it was it was weird. Um like it, it obviously wasn't picking up my my uh slice or anything so anytime i'd hit my driver it was just going dead straight a million miles and like <laughs> couldn't do anything we played a really tough golf course so like um we played pine valley and um oh. if you're in the trees bro you're just you're done like you don't have a chance um and then th we set it up for like uh the guy was like, do you want to putt or whatever? And we were like, well, what do you suggest? And he was like, don't putt. He was like, the putting is awful. I was like, okay. So he was like, well, we can set it up where it's random and it'll cycle through a one through a four putt throughout the round or whatever. So like, okay. yeah, it's so dumb. Right. So like it ended up, it didn't end up happening to me getting a four putt, but like you could like, like, the distance you hit it from the pin right but it was, that didn't even matter bro like i put one i put one from like uh to like 10 feet and still like or under 10 feet and it three putted like <laughs> well that's bullshit it was bullshit so i was like <laughs> i went from a, a the potential birdie or par to uh bogey and i was like well that's dumb um but i did end up getting four birdies on it so that was pretty fun um won, i'm assuming what was that you won i'm assuming yeah i, I beat them pretty What's handy the simulator where was it yeah um there, there's a few that are around like our area the the x golf is like the main ones they just built one right next to my house but that one's super booked because it's brand new um but this one was over um in fraser which is a city it's like 30 they all have bad simulators what was that Do they all have bad simulators i think the x golf one is good um i haven't been to one of them um they have like three that are around our city but i think the x golf ones are pretty are pretty Dude, top notch i'm telling you that Trackman software like it it would it, it hit different than that oh yeah really i bet like it was and sh that she had it set up where it was filming every swing it was oh, just cool. and then 
it shows you the ball flight and then you walk and then it puts the swing next to it you can literally oh, wow. watch it at the same time it's crazy it's awesome that is cool yeah i had noticed an immediate difference from the five iron to the one i was hitting on the on saturday i like was hitting it and i was like oh this is not good but this place was it was interesting because i um at one point i was thinking about doing a, a like a simulator league with some of my friends and i was calling around or, or whatever and i had called this place during well, was that when we were just yeah so i had called this place and i was like do you guys serve like you know alcohol and stuff for like our friends and he was like he was like no we don't we don't have a liquor license but I'm not going to check your bag if if that answers your question. I was nice. like, oh, okay. So I showed up when we showed up there. Like, um, there was a party that was already there. They had brought they brought their own cooler and shit, and like they were just like pounding drinks and they like drinking uh bullet bourbon out of the bottle like in front of this dude, and like they just didn't really give a shit, which was kind of cool. But that's legal too because like you can restaurants can just be like, yeah, we're BYOB. Yeah. Well, that they can do that in Chicago. I don't know if you can do that in Michigan. Oh, really? That's a sh- I've when when I was told that in Chicago, that blew my mind. I've never heard of that before. BYOB is the best thing ever. It is so much more fun. It is also it's just so much more cost effective. Here is one thing though, dude. A lot of places will not let you bring like liquor. You can oh, bring like, sure. beer or wine, but yeah. like they don't want you bringing liquor because yeah, you'll you get you'll be getting. <laughs> you'd be getting wasted out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember but, one time my friend has a, I'm not going to name names, but my friend's parents have a restaurant in Chicago and mm-hmm. it's BYOB and we brought some liquor and my friend was like, you guys can't, you're not really supposed to have that. Mm-hmm. But she said, I'll take it back behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And like, cause they had, they sell alcohol too. Mm-hmm. They have a liquor license and it's BYOB. And she just poured the shots for us and brought them out. And that was fire. Yeah. That's convenient as fuck. That's convenient. I did not know that wasn't a thing. Yeah. That's not a thing in Michigan. Like that, like I said, when I, when we went to that brunch or whatever that we went to, uh, mm-hmm. and there were, you guys were like, you, we can bring our own like champagne to make mimosas. I was like, what? I was like, this is game changing. Like, yeah, yeah. it depends on the place. Yeah. Sure. Yoke, yeah. Shout out Yoke, Chicago. Yeah, that place was dank. Yeah. That juice was fire that day. Yeah. Fresh squeezed <laughs> strawberry orange juice. Not the best, one of the best juices I've ever had in my life. For real. That mimosa was dangerous, and I could have drinking easily 15 more with that juice. It would just so happen that I was violently hung over from the night before that I wasn't <laughs> able to really throw down as many mimosas as my brain was telling me to. Um, yeah. but my body was just not not allowing that to happen. Most definitely. So this yeah, the, was a with time. With the simulator talk, this brings up an interesting question. Would you count a hole-in-one if you got it on a simulator? I I feel like I would still tell people about it, but, and, like, I would probably be, I'd be stoked, but I don't think I'd be satisfied. Like, in my head, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fully count, you know what I mean? It does, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it does not fully count. Like, you get a tip of the hat, maybe sure. a little asterisk, but... Uh, it doesn't fully count. Yeah. Like you're not getting a placard for it. You're not going to get in the local news. The, the but... difference, just imagine the difference in the celebration you'd probably have if you got a simulator hole in one versus if you got an actual one. Oh, dude. If I ever get a hole in one, 
the amount of tabachery that is going to go on after. We thought you had, we almost thought you had one that one day, but we were so unsure that we like didn't want to freak out. Yeah, that was a really disappointing moment for me. Yeah, uh, you thought it went, you were like, you got your hopes way dude, too high. I up. saw it hit the flip, dude. I saw it hit the lip and disappear. And I was like, it is in. And every, I looked, I turned to you guys and you guys were like kind of celebrating. And I was like, oh my God, like if you guys think it's in, it's definitely in. And I was an absolute shambles freaking out we got up there and what it, it was like seven feet behind yeah, the seven seven feet it lift out and rolled seven feet out and then um yeah. i ended up making the birdie i believe but then i fell apart after that i absolutely fell apart i double bogey triple bogeyed and then bogeyed the next three you did, holes you and did then, not then, have, I, bro i i showed up for two of the most necessary pars of all time. Yes. I am by no means a good golfer. And somehow that day I made two amazing pars when Nick was just completely out of both holes. Yeah. I was absolutely unraveled for three holes and uh, you really saved, saved the day. And then uh, I brought us back home. The one I remember was you had the bad hole on the one. And then the next one, it was like the short one with the super big fairway. Yeah. You can you can be in a spot in the fairway that honestly sucks to be in. Oh, over, sure. And that's kind of where I was. Yeah. But you had had a bad hole and then you hit like you just sliced the drive into the woods, I think. And I'm like, what is happening? And I'm watching you do this. I'm like, I'm about to be cursed right now. And somehow we were not cursed and we stayed in it and then we ended up winning at three and two. Yeah, I fell apart for three holes, but thankfully I was able to get it back together. Um, played pretty well after that, but uh, that was uh, that was a rough three holes for me. But Dude, that hole at at sleep at uh, Shepherd's Hollow is that's a cool hole, man. That's a cool ass hole. There's that course is unbelievable. This um, hole has like a massive fairway. Like the fairway is probably. I would say it's probably 150 yards across at its yeah, widest point, and it sure. has like a huge bunker in the middle, mm-hmm. and then there's bunkers, or one bunker in the middle, and then there's bunkers like up around the green too. Yeah, surrounding it the green. Be super far left or super far right in the. I hit. I like hit a yanked uh, mm-hmm. hybrid, and I was still in the fairway somehow. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that hole's really cool. I think the next time you come to Michigan, we got to go play this course card, uh, called Copper Hills. This thing is the mm-hmm. hardest golf course I've ever played, um, but it's so sick. I mean, it rivals Shepherd's Hollow, and it's cheaper. Um, it's it's only like $10 cheaper, but um, so I think it's like 60 bucks to play it, but this course is sick. Um, it absolutely buried Marcus and Mitch, um, but um, – I shot a 39 on the back. So that was, I was pretty happy, but um, that front, I shot like a 42, I think. And I like, I like went into the pro shop and I was like, like, what is the low here? And he, he was like, he was like, honestly, man, like we get like one or two players a year that actually like shoot under here. And I was like, that seems impossible. But he was like, yeah, like if you shoot a 50 on the front, like you're having a good round. I was like, all right, well, I feel a lot better. Mitch had shot like a 49 and he was happy. And Marcus shot like a 55 or some shit like that. He was not happy. Um, so you're talking about like for the average golfer? Yeah, for the average golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh but this course is so hard super elevated the first hole is a par five and it's like 560 and but i'm not shooting 50 there dude it's tough I'm uh, 50 on 18 dude oh yeah with your new swing bro you're just gonna be dialed in yeah. dog dialed in yeah but this par five is crazy you hit like a bomb in the fairway hopefully and then you have to hit a massive second shot and if you mess that shot up you're just fucked like you're literally fucked there's a river and then uh there's like a river and it takes like a 90 degree turn in the green it's, it's a pretty big green but like there's it's all woods around it and shit so like if you don't like it, or like what, the river what was that where's the river does it like the ri- so like it goes like straight out like straight out and then the river like intersects but it like takes like a 90 degree turn. So like the fairway, if you're looking at the fair, like going down the fairway, the water is like to the left of it. And then the hole is to the left, like after the, the river to the left. So like you're shooting down this massive fairway and then like it takes like a 90 degree turn and then the river's there and then the pond. The fairway. Yeah. Okay. So, but wow. like I said, if, if you leave yourself like a bad second shot like you still have to take another three wood or hybrid or something to get over the river and like you're just gonna go in the water every time like it's 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 so tough but yeah we got to get to that course um so let's move on to fan or foe for the week Um, Okay, okay so we're gonna go we're gonna start off with we'll start off with ricky all right, let's start off with our guy, uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, Ricky. Um, so he started golfing at age three. Um, he won the Ben Hogan Award, uh, given the best um, U.S. college golfer in 2018 uh, at Oklahoma State University. Um, he's won nine times, five times on the PGA Tour and two on the European Tour. Um, he just got married to American uh, pole vaulter, Allison Stoke, and he plays golf with MJ pretty frequently and he has to give him 10 strokes to keep it competitive. What is your, what do you think his, what do you think Ricky Fowler's net worth is? Do you know, do you have that? Because I got it or not his net worth, excuse me, his career earnings. Well, I got both. Okay. You got both. I was about to say, he makes so much goddamn money for sponsors and all those commercials he's on. With like State Farm and Puma and shit. Well, look, his his net worth is less than his earnings for sure. Really? Because the earnings that doesn't include like he has hella taxes taken out of that and stuff. I'm sure. I'm gonna say twenty three million earnings. Yeah. Dude, higher. Really? Yes, much higher. Thirty seven. million. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Does he finish? And he plays well in majors. Yeah. In 2014, he finished top five in all four majors. Yeah. Apparently, his net worth is is 19 million as of January 2020. Which, I mean, and then money. That's crazy. (laughs) You make 38 and only have 19. Dude. I can't even imagine the amount of taxes that are taken out of that $1.6 million. Let's side note here. So the Michigan or I think it's the Powerball or some shit. Um, it was a, it was over a billion dollars um, this week. Right. And the winning ticket was sold in Michigan 
and um, over in Novi, shout out to whoever this guy is. If he takes the one-time lump sum, he gets um, $783 million. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Dude. I would just take that. <laughs> oh, for sure. I Wait, mean, you're still going to get... You're going to get the taxes taken out, so he's probably going to get close to, like, $400 million, but that's a nice payday. Oh. So what's the other thing? It pays it to you in a certain, like, chunk every however often? Yeah, but that's not the way to go. You always want to take the lump sum because they can just continue to take taxes out of it every time. But with – but – okay. So the lump sum after taxes, like, adds up to more? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess that's the way to go then. Yes. The first thing I do is I hire my most trusted financial person in my life to be my financial advisor. Dude, man, if I had that kind of money, there would be so much shit going on. So much <laughs> shit going on. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I would just go live, honestly. Oh, dude, you would see me on any golf course I ever wanted. Uh, you, I'd be flying all over the country, all over the world golfing. Like, care enough to invest it and like like 400 million dollars is enough to get me to the end of my life several times over oh, dude, that's that's fucking money pay, right there dude pay yourself a fat ass salary every single year and still have money left over and live to be you wouldn't even have to i mean obviously you would want to invest like a good chunk of that but like let's say you just that you invested like a hundred million dollars into whatever projects you wanted to invest in and you just, you know, hopefully make a couple million off of that. And you're just renewing money all the time. I mean, that. well, you wouldn't even need it, bro. You're going to die. Well, setting up your future family, I would assume. That yeah, maybe if I have children. Yeah. But the man, I don't know, though, just it would just be crazy to be able to live like that and just have that amount of money. Lotter the lottery is, is insane. It is. It's also a scam. Because so many people pay that shit and they don't get anything out of it. Oh, for sure. I, I, I used to watch that TV show, that, like, Lottery Changed My Life or whatever. It says, like, all, pretty much all of them lose all their money anyways. Because um, they don't know how to handle it. Exactly. A lot of people actually get killed. Really? Yeah. Like murdered? Yeah, murdered. It's a, lot of, a lot of time it goes to people that just didn't have any money to begin with. <laughs> and, like, their family finds out or some shit or, like, whatever. And... For whatever reason, they kill that them. Sounds like a burden, man. Winning the lottery sounds like a burden. Yeah, that's why a lot of those people go try to have it, have it, not known that they won. Dude, you know? that's what I would do. Don't tell anybody. I think some states force you to do it, though. That's fucked up. Like, yeah. I guess it also makes sense because they have to have transparency and shit. But like, yeah, dude, you do not need everyone and their mother knowing that you just came up on this large sum of money yeah you're just gonna get door knock after door knock trying to get you to invest in restaurants and all sorts of bullshit no 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 i would move i would move so fast so fast move so fast i'd hook up my my family with whatever they need and i'd yeah. just be dip like yeah. i'd be out but all right, let's move on to uh, to Matt Wolf here. Sorry, that was a long side note there, but uh, move on to Matt Wolf, another uh, Oklahoma guy. Um, he was supposed to go to school um, at SoCal uh, or SoCal, but he decided to go to the powerhouse of Oklahoma State. 
Um, he has that wild ass golf swing, um, with the hitch that allows him to get more power and distance off of each of his shots. Um, he was part of a frat at, um, Oklahoma state. So he's a big, oh, party, man. big party guy. Um, he has one tour win so far. Uh, I think this is his third season on tour. Um, and he has already made $3.5 million on tour. One tour win. Let's not forget that he, he came in, I believe, solo second at the yep. U.S. Open, dwarfed by Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Just absolutely dwarfed. Yep. That he was uh, like a little child because he is one. He's younger than uh, he's younger than me. Ah, dude. Is he like 22? Nicholas. He's younger than me. Not yeah, even yeah. just younger than you and your old ass. He's younger than me. It's fucking rude. It's real rude. <laughs> this yeah. really, really upsets me when people, when I watch professional athletes that are 21 and 20 like hockey players that are like 18 19 years old playing in the NHL like Connor McDavid when he like got in the league was like 18 or 19 years old and he just like had a 100 point season and you're just like what am I doing with my life you know yep, like, yep. this kid like yeah I'm doing nothing this kid's making millions of dollars hitting golf balls we can't all be that talented you know that because honestly one thing that all these players have in common is a level of natural talent for sure, 100%. 100%. And sports. Like, one of the biggest things about us is, and, like, is we probably just make decisions that are wrong, you know? Oh, absolutely. All we the time. Decisions that are wrong. I make decisions that are wrong literally every day. <laughs> well, in golf, though. Oh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but that's just from a lack of knowledge, I feel like. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, we, don't is, know. But... we don't know what we're doing. So, but like, some, But some people have an intuitive sense of what i feel like especially with around and on the greens like some people just have a more intuitive sense man and some people just have really good hands oh for sure i mean obviously there's a lot of people that just have like natural talent that you have have pretty good hands honestly why thank you your short game is what is really what saves you yeah, no, definitely. That's the only thing that really saves me on the golf course is I hit some very fucking errant shots all the time and my chipping and putting is the only thing that keeps me um, being able to hit low scores. But when I do have good days uh, driving and hitting my irons, uh, it usually turns out to a very low score. So um, if I could consistently get that down, that would be a, a huge, uh, huge development for me. But unfortunately hitting slices off the tee box and um, errant second shots don't equate to being a good golfer, unfortunately. We'll get there, man. Yeah. Um, well, we – okay, also, I just want to say I'm a fan of Ricky. I don't know if I ever – Oh, yeah, we didn't even – yeah, we just rattled that off and didn't even say. I am a, I am a fan of Ricky. Ricky. And also, big fan of Matthew Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Back to the, to the Ricky thing. Ricky – is the man i think he's very funny um i love uh him and jt and um and spieth when they were all homies uh the spring break boys um yeah i love ricky i wish he'd win more it's annoying when people say about like why is ricky fowler the face of like marketing and stuff like that for companies when he's not when he doesn't win or this or that and it's like well being win, being a winner and being like marketable are two different things. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's known enough and good enough and close enough to the top that that gives him the credibility, and then he's also just super likable. And I think it really helped him in his younger when he was younger at the Puma 
and he was wearing all those wild ass clothes that like decked out all like an orange and stuff like (coughs) that just really helped him become a lot more marketable and uh so everyone kind of knew who Ricky was just because of what he was wearing, not necessarily because of how good he was at golf, but like all the funky stuff he was wearing on the golf course. He was one of the, at the beginning, there was one of the only guys that had the flat brim hats at one point, you know what I mean? And then like a lot of players have the flat brim hats now, but he was kind of changing the game with that. Those monochrome fits though, not it. No, no. One color had, to, even like, I feel like DJ used to wear like, straight blue a lot yeah all the time doesn't look good yeah doesn't look good like if you would just throw on the blue shirt with the blue or the excuse me the the white shirt with the mm-hmm. blue pants and the blue hat crispy or crispy. the gray shirt for sure but why you gotta go blue on blue on blue on blue yeah it's a tough it's a tough look it's a tough look These, this is what i care about <laughs> yeah this is the I guy care. that wears jeans on the golf course yeah be normalize it man it's fashionable you know what man you know what asap rocky said he said that he doesn't fuck with golf purely because golfers are the worst dressed people oh in the world hard hitting fact right there he did and he's a style icon he'd be at the met gala bro i guess we're not at the fucking met gala we're at we're at we're at at, yeah shitty golf courses around the around the country Anyways, uh, so fans of Ricky and then to Matt Wolf, we discuss him. Also, a student of George Gonkas. Yes. Yep. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. Um, Love his move. He's very electric with his golf swing. Um, and when they do put him uh, in front of the camera, he is pretty funny too. So um, yeah. I, I, I do, I do uh, like him a lot. You know what, though? People say, like, I've heard people say his swing is, is like, ugly. Mm-hmm. and i think it's different but i would not say it's ugly it's a oh. very powerful and like graceful he hits the move. piss out of the ball yeah. so um he executes that move with ease and like and for real that little hitch that he has it, it like it's all before his swing like yeah. like when when he's coming down on the golf ball like finishing his swing he's hitting it like a normal pga player yeah. like well, and, and then, like, when he brings it back or whatever, and the club is literally, like, pointed diagonal almost yeah. over his head, and then he just drops it so, like, so clean. Yeah. brings it so far down, shallows the shit out of it, and just whips it. Yeah, it's, he's it is awesome. wild. Um, so let's move on to our last guy here. Um, we got Tommy Fleetwood um he's born in england um he has uh six international wins zero wins on the pga he absolutely murdered the united states in the Ryder cup um and he is married to a woman who is 19 years older than him Ooh, little cougar action for tommy 19 what dog no way i was talking about this with uh with my girlfriend and um we were saying like I'm a, I'm a little bit of a ageist when it comes to uh, relationships. I think that shit's weird. Um, so when his wife was in college, he was just being born. I think that is very weird. Yeah. Um, how, how old is he, though? He is 30. And she's 49. Bruh, okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a big gap. 
that is a big gap at any age almost 20 right. years yeah. that's that is always a big gap because once you get into your 30s like five six seven eight like okay you're 35 and he's 42 like whatever like that's that's not that weird but damn 30 and 49 like he's gonna she's gonna be she's gonna be 70 and they just had a kid bro and he's gonna be 50 they just had a kid i don't even know how that's even possible but they just had a kid and she's like old as fuck so i don't know how I mean, it's possible. It's I know it's possible, but like when you they maybe advise against that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but she she has like she was married before this and stuff, and like has kids, and so like oh. one of the kids is like I mean, obviously, it's not like close to thirty by any means, but like it's definitely almost closer in age to Tommy than his marriage to his wife. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he probably honestly he probably is. The kid is probably closer to Tommy's age. Right. Surprised. But uh, other than that, I think Tommy Fleetwood is a very good golfer. I love his his fucking hair. Yeah. You you know who who he is immediately as soon as they show him on camera um, because of his hair. He definitely peers the golf ball. Um, he's another guy I wish kind of won more often. But like I said, he absolutely desecrated the United States during that Ryder Cup. Him and uh, um, Malinari absolutely buried us. But uh, He's a really good golfer. Dude, I have an aunt who's married to a guy who's like 20 years older than her. Yeah? How do you feel about that? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It, like, because I remember when they got together, I remember my grandpa, like, talking. They were te- they were talking about it. They're like, he's almost, tw- he's 20 years older than her, and this and that. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, 10. I was like, oh, shit. What? What up? Drama. <laughs> That is weird. So, but I mean, I mean, they're not even. Whatever. We're not going to get into all this business right now. This could, we could go down quite a road right now. Oh, for sure. Regarding my family, but we're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to stick to lighter topics like the fact that I'm a fan of Tommy Fleetwood as well. For sure. He's a lovely guy, a lovely gentleman. I'm sure he would be a a fun guy to maybe have a dinner with, you know. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure he can uh, tell you some really fun stories. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. I, I hope that he can get in the winner's circle in the PGA. He's he's really a dope dude. And uh, he was kind of uh, one of the center points in that anger management video for the um, uh, European tour, which is yeah, really the therapist. Yeah, he was the therapist. So that's about right. Yeah, he's a very even, like, keeled kind of guy, I feel like. so. Which is nice to see. I like to see some emotion, but also... The even keeled stuff is like impressive to me. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, to be able to put on that kind of a front, because obviously I feel like those guys, like when they're in the heat of the moment in a, in a big tournament or something like that, um, their mind is kind of all over the place, I would feel like. But um, for them to be able to just like uh, not show it at all while they're playing is, is pretty crazy because I'm an absolute lunatic. Um, I – I think about that because I play hockey and like when I'm a, uh, so when I'm in goal and like, it's a tight game going at like the end of the game, I'm just like, please don't shoot on me. Like, I don't want, <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want to be the cause of us losing this game because you guys <laughs> like it's a three, two game or some shit. And like the, if they score, like it's a whole different ball game or some shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can't handle that kind of pressure. And like when those guys are on tour having to hit 
precise pressure shots on every shot is yeah. just mind-boggling to me yeah dude um <clears throat> before we before we end this i want us to make a vow okay this season we're gonna start playing from one t further back <laughs> okay we have to okay we need to get we need to get longer and more accurate all right you do you think that's, that's gonna help idea? help you your chances in beating me maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know yes maybe i need I, you to not have wedges into greens i can tell you that if you push me back from one t it's not going to make that big of a difference well i feel like it would just be good it would up our credibility sure because i do eventually want to play in some like tournaments and stuff because we'd be playing from the whites bro like yeah, well, the only reason I play from the whites is because my other friends aren't good enough to play from the blue. Oh, whatever. You play from the whites by yourself. No, like if I play, if I play, by, it depends on what the yardage is. Like, I'm not going to go play some stupid long, like, course. Like, I'm so what's the longest you would play? Like, like 75, maybe. What? What? No, you fucking wouldn't. You would not play a 70. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to play one of those courses. Like, I would just get beat up. Like, that's not enjoyable. I'm to saying me. what's the furthest you would play. Like, I feel like I would be down to play something that was like 68 at max for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. I, would, I just was wondering what you, how you would feel. Like, if you would be like, no, I would pay for something that was, like, 66 or something that was, like, 7, you know? like yeah, I'm down to play 7 or, like, 71. Like That's when long. You stretch, when you stretch it past 71, like, that's a – like, I'm going to be hitting driver three wood or hybrid on every hole. Like Dude, Even – I mean, 7,000 yards is long. Like, because I think the Den in Bloomington is 6,800 yards. Yeah. And it is from the tips, and it is long from the tips. Like, some of those holes are beasts. Well, did you consider Shepherd Hollow long? Well, I don't even – what tees did we play? We played the Whites, and they were 7,100 yards. Damn. Well, where – okay, but also, where does the meat of it come from? Because there was two back-to-back par fours where I hit – one of them I hit driver sandwich 56 yeah. degree and then the next one i hit hybrids 56 yeah but then there's like that par. there's like the two par fives where you hit driver three wood and you're still hitting like a yeah so i mean if if the meat of the distance is like in the par fives i feel like those are more handleable and that's the elevation i feel like too but that elevation on that course is wild we'll see we'll check it out we gotta play harborside this season honestly yeah we're uh, we're we're trying to make moves to be out in Chicago by the summer. So once we kind of do that, we can really dial in kind of where we're trying to play this year and have a set list of our destinations of where we're trying to play. I might I might have an editor for us. Oh yeah, a video editor. Yeah, we'll see. This is news to me. Yeah. I'll tell you about it after a little more detail okay um but yeah i think that's kind of sorry listeners in, inside information yeah jesus get it. Get it. um but yeah i think that's uh that's all we got for this week um so as always we'd like for you guys to go rate and subscribe on uh, itunes for us that really helps the cause for us and um you know kind of making us a little bit bigger than we are um We're still shadow banned 
Yeah, we still got the shadow ban. We're trying to figure that out. Um, but keep looking out for the merch. It's going to be coming soon. Um, the site is ready and everything, and we've got everything ready to go. We're just waiting for that 10K. But the shadow ban's really been a huge hindrance to our um, ability to reach the 10,000. Um, yes, it has. But after that, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna get rolling again and uh, collecting all you guys as uh, part of the community here. But uh, boom, we uh, appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Hell yeah, good chat with you, buddy. Have a great week, everybody. Yep, have a good week, guys. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice, Paul.